I think honestly, I think for especially a lot of black owned businesses um, or smaller businesses, podcasting or being on a podcast is a unique opportunity for them to market themselves where they might not to have that opportunity in traditional avenues. Like when you think about having to give a pitch or you think about having a network, you know, where are you going to have the opportunity to be broadcast about your business, your service, your product to, you know, however big this episode's audience may be where people are actually listening and they're stationary or they're doing, you know, X, Y, and Z versus you having to, you know, talk to maybe you, you go to a network event and maybe talk to 10 people mm-hmm. or you may have 10 people come up to your table for an eight hour event. Mm-hmm. So I think podcasting has really opened up that lane for people to reach, not just people in their immediate area, but across the world, you know, giving them exposure, access and connecting them with other people who may not even know something like that existed, you know. What up, though, Black Friday family? Welcome back to another installment of the Black Fridays podcast. Today, I have another very special guest for you all, and this time we doubling up. So I have Shy and Jermaine from the New Kids podcast. How y'all doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Appreciate y'all pulling up to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So, can you introduce us who to who you are individually, and also what is the New Kids? Sure. I'm going first. <laughs> All right. So I'm Shia or Shy. Um, I am an entrepreneur sometimes <laughs> and a student full time, um, as well as have a regular corporate job. And then I work with Jermaine on our lovely podcast called The New Kids. And I'm Jermaine, also known as Maine, also known as Dr. Maine. Uh, I'm an author, a grant writer, consultant, entrepreneur. And I have a regular day job in addition yeah. to doing all of the new kids stuff that we do. So, yeah. Love it. Love it. And so I'm curious because y'all, the podcast called The New Kids, but y'all been doing this for a while. So I believe this, <laughs> y'all on season seven now. That's yeah, about yes. to introduce season seven. How many years does that equate to? <laughs> I want to say... 2015 i was gonna say 2014 so around there yeah yeah we probably started the idea in 2014 and then actually like started the show and everything in 2015 it took us like seven months just to figure out a name so we came up with everything else before we came up with a name we was looking at different languages yeah we went we went french we was like (laughs) oh we can speak a little french it didn't work how'd y'all settle so how you settle on new kids (sighs) um I think it was partially just like we were new to podcasting and it was like, oh, we're new. And then it was like the new kids. And I was like, well, obviously there's a, you know, music group (laughs) with with the other part of that name. So we just had to, you know, make sure it would be A little less melanated. You know, a little less melanated, a little more crazy, but you know, (laughs) 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 it all worked out. We settled on the new kids and then we had to figure out like what avenue we were going to take the podcast like yeah. what, who we want to interview we all that stuff. Had an idea of what we wanted to talk about but then it was like okay who do we interview how do we like present the idea to them so that they understand this is what we want to do we want to bring you on because around 2014 you know podcasts they were out but it wasn't like as saturated as it is now yeah right and 
that's another point that I want to follow up on because you got in earlier to mm -hmm. the podcasting game than a lot of people did back in 2014 when I feel like it was like really at the, it was only a few people that was doing it for real and then also doing even less people doing it at a higher level. So what changes have y'all seen in terms of like podcasting in general since 2014 to y'all still doing it in 2023? Hmm. I would say now I've, see that a lot more podcasts have like their specific areas i feel like at first it was just kind of like people talking yeah, like free -for -all. <laughs> yeah. i mean some podcasts are still like that no shade but <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is um and then also like longevity like a lot of the podcasts that i did know of back then are no longer doing it so i guess that would be a big change too it's just that people are starting to like either go other directions or there's a lot of stuff that they call podcasts that i'm like i don't know if that's really a podcast what do you think i think <laughs> how people structure their content i think that when we first started out it wasn't as scripted or people mm -hmm. you could tell that like a lot of podcasts didn't follow a standard format they just kind of mm -hmm. talk over the mic and so as podcasts and grew and people developed they started realizing that okay you need to kind of have more of an outline or at least a script of how you want your guests to respond to the questions mm -hmm. and then of course the video content you know when, when podcasting first started there was not a heavy presence of video it was just straight audio mm -hmm. you may get some video mm -hmm. clips or pictures whereas now you have the uh, partnership with youtube and a lot of podcasts have kind of pivoted to you know primarily focus on the video content that they're producing I think even with us too, like we didn't always have like the scripts and the questions yeah. and the segments. Yeah. We were just kind of we're like, we don't do what we want to do and see if people listen to us, man. It works. And they've been rocking with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ever since. So what would you say that the New Kids podcast has grown into? Like what would you somebody who's gonna listen to this interview and then go check y'all out, what what should they expect? Um it depends on what season they listen to. <laughs> yeah, because some of our seasons were yeah. kind of chaotic. Um, yeah. I think for like for the podcast itself and for our overall message, we always have tried to highlight millennial Black business owners and mm -hmm. entrepreneurs and uh, having them utilize their voice to talk about their journey, what they learned, what they wish they could have done differently, and how all of that plays into their future. And so we've tried to keep that consistent without all our seasons, even though some of them are a little bit off the wall. Yeah. There is <laughs> messaging in there where it's like, you know, this is where so-and-so started versus where they are now. They may have changed their ideas, you know. Um, so w with people that we know who listen to our show, they always tell us that they appreciate that consistency throughout our seasons. Love it. Love it. So now that we got a little bit more about the background, I want to introduce y'all to my favorite part of Black, Fire Black Fridays, which is Freestyle Fridays. So I know both y'all. Yeah, huh? <laughs> I'm ready. Well, you know, hey, if you say you're ready, we can, we can make it happen. <laughs> I need like five. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be ready next time. I got you. <laughs> so you should be fine because this is just a random assortment of questions. They're okay. all about y'all, so you shouldn't get them wrong. Okay. And I only got two rules. You answer each one, you answer honestly. Okay. All right. Let's do it. All right, cool. So first thing I want to know is most random job that y'all feel like y'all ever had. Ooh. Okay. I, can go, I already got one off the top of my head. Same. First random job or the most random job I've had, I was an inventory counter for this company. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> and so basically I would have to get up like two, three o'clock in the morning, go to wherever store they assigned me to for that day. So it could be like a Macy's, it could be JCPenney, it could be an outdoor store. And they would give me this little device that I would have to count every single item in the store. 
Wow. And we had a little slip of paper where we would have to write however many items were in that aisle. And then people would go behind us to check our numbers to make sure that our inventory count mm-hmm. was correct. And they had all these rules like you couldn't batch count. So you couldn't just scan one barcode and say, okay, it's 10 here. And this row is 10 here. Like you had to scan each single Mm-mm. item in the store. <laughs> And then you were paid based on like your speed versus how many items you counted. Not hourly? They had, it was um, like a standard hourly rate, you. but then it would, they would add on, you know, for all of those different things. And I will never forget, they tried to send me to Port Huron one day. Oh, no. <laughs> and not like I got to the, to the other bridge, not the Ambassador Bridge. And I was like, okay, clearly I'm not going the right way because I keep having to turn around. And the man in the little uh, booth was like, ma'am, just go back. <laughs> <laughs> just go home just go home and so I did and I quit that day because I was like y'all tripping interesting uh, mine was I worked in a call center and I sold highlights magazines the little kids magazines mm. and we would have to like lock our phones in a phone box because we couldn't have them on the floor um then we had to follow these very specific scripts which was weird because they literally have a response for everything and I would have to get three no's before I could hang up on somebody. And then like when you sold like a certain amount, like we we're supposed to sell like three kits in an hour. And then once you got to like certain tiers, they would like give you different presents and stuff, which worked for me because I'm very childish and I wanted this little <laughs> mystery kit. I was like, yes, I need that. <laughs> but that was probably the most random job. And then I wanted to know what's in your rotation right now? What's a playlist that you got? Some songs you got in heavy rotation or an album? Let's go out. An album. Um, most recently, I would say R and B Money by Tank has been a heavy rotation for me. I'm thinking so probably uh, Jaguar Two, uh, Victoria Monet. I've been listening to that a lot lately. Um, oh, and the new Jameson album that just dropped. I didn't know Jameson was still making music. <laughs> That's what's up. I actually added a song yesterday by. Uh, Leon Thomas and I didn't realize it was him. Oh, like I just heard it, so I was like, "Oh, let me look it up." And I was like, "This is weird." <laughs> Leon, Leon got some heat. He do. he do, but I'm like, I'm still picturing the kid on Disney Channel or Nickelodeon or wherever he was. It's on. so crazy that all the clips that be posting to him on uh, Twitter when they talk about his music is all old photos. I'm like, y'all can't find a current picture. Yeah, <laughs> he was on uh, the Terrell show. I know. That's good. So. What's a black business that you are that you are favorite right now that you uh, either been buying a lot from or you just really feeling right now. What's the black business you'll shout out? Um, I'm gonna do two. Uh, I would say Harper Ray. Um, I've been rocking with them for a while and Mia Ray Glamolic. Okay. For me, it would be Ori Studio. Shout out to Jamie. Yes, um, hey Jamie. I love Ori. Uh, I have been with Jamie for years um, through all of her rebrands, <laughs> all of her fragrances, <laughs> but currently it's Ori Studio. So that's, that's the fragrance brand I'm heavily rocking with right now. Fire. Fire. It smells so good. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know what y'all plans. Y'all hit the lottery. $100 million, tax-free. It's all yours. It's all profit. I want to know what's the first two things. No, let's go three. What's your three-step plan for after you hit the lottery? <sighs> okay, three steps. So first, this sounds cliche, but I really would do it. I would, I would pay my uh, my ten percent ties. I'm gonna get that out the way first. Praise God. Then, <laughs> <laughs> then I'm probably gonna pay off my debt, and then I will get a house. Wait, how much money I got? 
<laughs> well, you gotta do the math, but the hundred mil it cleared your account. It's in there. Okay, okay. So then I will, I will buy my mom a house and myself a house. Um. So of course, getting rid of my dad because the biggest thing is student loan debt. I'm trying to get away from that. Um, I don't even want to pay that. They just get that in blood. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, I don't know. I would probably like buy land. That would be my biggest mm. thing. Buy a, either a block or just a piece of land, either in Detroit or in Augusta, where my mom's uh, side of the family is from. Um, and then the third thing, I. Mm, I would go out the country. I'm out of here. I knew it. I knew okay. it. I was waiting on her to say travel. I'm, I'm like, if she don't say here. travel, I'm I would be shocked. Here. I'm out of here. I'm either going to Ghana or somewhere I haven't been already. Um, I just got to get away. Because if you go to Ghana, sign me up. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> We've been having this discussion since we became friends. Like, I'm going to Africa with her and her family one day. For sure. Yeah. I got to get out of here. <laughs> no, I feel you. Because I, I have the same plan because I know I... We'll probably leave immediately because mm-hmm. as soon as certain family hear yes. about get some type of oh, win yeah. that, that you, mm. it's a wrap. Like, because I feel like it's some states where uh, they do allow you to hide your identity for a certain period or mm-hmm. indefinitely, but some states you have to disclose like certain p- pieces of your identity for like reporting purposes. And I'm like, bro, yeah, because the IRS <laughs> is coming. <laughs> well, yeah, but you can do that privately. When, yeah, you know, reporting your taxes. But yeah. some states have laws that if you win, because it's technically public money, so they have to disclose whatever. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, I'm throwing my phone in Detroit River. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to go. Yeah, I'm starting a completely new life. Immediately, my mom always tell me if she win the lottery, she's gonna do one phone call. If I miss that phone call, too bad. That's <laughs> it. That's <laughs> it. Mediterranean. I already See? told, I told certain family members, I was like, if you get that, y'all get that call for me, just pack your bags. Okay, no questions. Yeah, we gone. Because the first it. question you cancel, you're out of here. Right. You <laughs> you ask a follow up question. That's it. Okay. Because you're up at this point. Why, why, why you got questions? You're out of here. Why are you worried? Let's just go. <laughs> and last but not least, if you all could be on any podcast out there that you listen to or any show that you like, what show would that be and why? Don't only I pick one. Got yep, two. just one. Mm. Like if they called you today and were like, "We need you to be here tomorrow." I'm going to go with The Read. Ooh, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I'm going to go with The Read. I love Kid Fury and Crystals. They're, they were actually the first podcast I started listening to. Um, so I'm going to go with them. They're funny. They talk about serious stuff. And I ain't to cuss people out. I love yeah. to cuss people out. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm not going to choose The Read. Uh, you choose a true crime? You already know. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I listen to a lot of true crime. Like it's almost scary. Uh, so if I could scary. listen, or if I could be on a podcast, it would probably be True Crime Garage. And would you that. like narrate, or would you uh, do they have like voice actors? Uh, so it's hosted by they have two hosts, and they pick like certain cases, you know, across mm-hmm. the country or across the world to talk about and kind of break down the facts. Some of the cases are solved, some aren't, but. Um, they try to bring light to a lot of cases that aren't like in public knowledge. So you might see some cases where the victim uh, may be black or other minority that don't get a lot of news press and stuff like that. So I would like to be a part of the conversation just to get my point of view and kind of bounce ideas of where, you know, where other leads could be explored and things like that. Oh. So very nice. Well, congrats to y'all for successfully passing Freestyle Fridays. Pretty Thank straightforward you. for y'all. Didn't have no 
issues and confidence that y'all get through it. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you for participating. And I wanted to go back into asking y'all more about the podcast journey from the standpoint of anytime I talk to people nowadays about podcasting, like it truly is an art form to be able mm -hmm. to find your voice and then also like the curation of it, the production of it. That's a whole another process in itself. But I wanted to know like formulating from more so just focusing on like the conversations or type of people that y'all have on y'all show to now like y'all have a certain flow, a certain format that y'all go with. How, what was that journey like for y'all and how did y'all end up on it, it, where you are now and like that whole transition period? Um, It was an interesting journey yeah. <laughs> because we used to be like much more relaxed than we are now. So we would like have drinks, so we'd be eating food. You'd be eating food. <laughs> hey. <laughs> we, We'll be eating food. Um, so it really didn't have very much structure. But I think when it came down to like editing the episodes and really listening to them, uh, we realized we were repeating ourselves uh, or we were running out of stuff to say. and We would just be looking stupid. <laughs> so we kind of uh, realized that we needed to change that and see what would work best for us because we wanted to be open. We want people to be able to express themselves. But we also kind of want to like keep it on a certain track to make sure that it aligns with the rest of the, the channel and the episodes that we have. And I think, too, it also kind of evolved into us wanting to spotlight folks mm -hmm. and give people an opportunity to talk about their work, whether it be their own podcast or business or service or whatever. And so as we started to think about what we wanted that to look like, it started becoming OK. It started becoming for us more of a conversation to say, how do we want the season to go? Mm -hmm. Like, how, where do we want to start versus where do we want to end? who are the people that we feel would be the most impactful in this season that we think we can have a good conversation with, get good information, you know, and engage with them and hopefully open them up to a new audience. Nice. Nice. And as far as the production of podcasting, so I know that you all used to upfront do a lot of the Ooh. manual work to <laughs> edit in and getting the microphone equipment, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Now you're in a better situation where you don't have to necessarily worry about that. Can you talk about like the, I don't want to, I don't want to um, make it sound bad or anything, but like the, the amount of effort that goes into that part of podcasting that people don't understand. We was in the trenches. Okay? <laughs> the trenches. Like when we first started out, we had a mic off Amazon. Did we even have headphones? I no. Feel like we did not even have headphones. And we only had one microphone and that plugged into the laptop. Mic. Right. So the <laughs> laptop would be sitting in the middle of the, the, the two of us like, and the guests. Everybody and leaning in. Yeah, <laughs> over the table. So it was it was definitely a journey to get to where we are now. Um, we also didn't have a solid location. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we would be recording. Um, we did a couple episodes in the library, which... Sound quality. sounded terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Um, we were at a clubhouse for a while. We were in an attic at one point mm -hmm. in time. We had to keep stopping the recordings because it was hot as hell, and we had to like turn the <laughs> air on, but you couldn't have both on at the same time. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot. So now I think it's um, now that we're in a studio or on a network, we can just always know where we're going to record and that the equipment is going to work. Um, but <laughs> yeah, and then for me, like I was doing the editing myself. So mm -hmm. I would have to like, her. I, uh, I would have to listen to the full episode, figure out what parts needed to be cut, what I needed to trim, fitting in the music, fitting in different spots mm -hmm. for breaks. So, and then we're on a deadline because we need to get the episode posted for, you know, for consistency and people need to be able to, to like tune into the new kids and know that they have something else to listen to versus it being like a, a long lull. So mm -hmm. it was, it's a lot of patience 
was required <laughs> because sometimes mm-hmm. I would be so frustrated trying to get something just right and it just didn't sound right. Because um, that's the other thing too, like sound quality. People have to be able to hear your guests, hear you, understand, no background noise. And that's hard to do when you are in a public space like a mm-hmm. library or when mm-hmm. there's an echo. So, yeah, because yeah. those offices, they, they're not built for recording. So, no. like, we right. were echoing and it, it was bad. And then I think it helps, too, that there's two of us. Yeah. So, like, she would do all the editing and stuff. I would write the episodes, uh, book the guests, all that good stuff, because I don't know nothing about editing. Y'all would have heard <laughs> nothing. If it was up to me, there would be no new kids if, if I had to edit. <laughs> so, I would, I would definitely say that over time, of course, our sound quality has improved because now we have a more consistent area where the sound can be controlled. Uh, and I think just the quality of our episodes overall have grown as we've grown, you know, mm-hmm. as, a, as a podcast. And I, you all talked about now being a part of a network. And I wanted to know more about your journey in terms of um, what it's like being a part of a network, because at least a lot of the podcasters that I've come across uh, in the city or around the city, they're independent. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like, from your perspective, what has it been like being a part of the network and like some of the perks that you might get with um, joining the network? Um, I would say the biggest part for us was the location. Like yeah. we we know we can record there, so um, that was good for us. Um, of course, it being black owned and being in Detroit was a big deal for us as well. Um, and then just the aspect of community, um, and we can still be independent on ours. A lot of people that do work with um, networks, they don't own their podcast name and, they lose and a lot stuff. Of creative control. We have all mm-hmm. of that. So yeah, and I think like. To her point, the community, like we have other podcasters that we can go to if we're experiencing issues or there may be something that they, that didn't work for them that may work for us and vice versa. So we have you know other people that we can bounce ideas off of. Um, we can, you know, swap concepts. Uh, we can participate in events or if we want to have a larger reach, we can pull in, you know, other podcasts that mm-hmm. we think may have a different audience than ours. Dope, dope. And I wanted to, this question I I kept thinking about when I knew that we had this interview coming up. So one story that I've been following or like a podcast, y'all follow B. Simone. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so y'all might know where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. So essentially, (laughs) for people listening who don't have an idea of what I'm talking about or who she is. So her and her best friend, B. Simone, comedian and um, multifaceted media personality her and her best friend created a podcast know for sure that lasted for let's say about a year and a half and then they recently decided to split and go separate ways and essentially they even had an episode where it was a little off-putting where Mm -hmm. they talked about their issues it was super awkward they tried to push through it wasn't working like one person was like i'm all in let's try try to figure out make the business work the other person was like I want to figure out how to make our friendship work. And then uh, it, it just was not working mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So they decided to part ways. And uh, those were obviously two women figuring out and doing business together, had had a lot of success in the period of time that they had. So I wanted to talk to y'all from the perspective. If you have any thoughts about that situation, number one, we'd love to be able to hear about that. But more importantly, we'd love to know, like, how do you all continue to maintain your relationship (laughs) and not let the business part get in the way because just from interacting with y'all the times that i have like i can tell that y'all genuinely friends like y'all mess with each other like that y'all locked in it's not just like oh you know we i mess with her because the podcast (laughs) podcast. yeah my my little work friend (laughs) my work bestie Um, I think so. I have been looking at some of their clips. I never really listened to their podcast um, all the way, but I do know that they had disclosed a lot of 
what I would say is sensitive information um, on their past episodes and on, on the very awkward, weird episode. <laughs> but I think that when I think about us and our podcast, we've always made made it a point to put our friendship first. So if there's some stuff that like we don't feel like recording that day yeah. or, you know, if she having a bad day or I'm having a bad day, we're very good at saying like, hey, we just going to scrap this and we'll, you know, reschedule or whatever. Um so, I mean, I don't know. I thought their situation was kind of weird, but... And I feel like, so, even though we are friends, we have a very clear line of separation between what's business versus mm-hmm. what's not. So, even though people see an aspect of our personalities in our podcast, it's not about our personal life. Mm-hmm. Like, we always try to focus it on the guests and, you know, how, whatever they're doing and whatever they're spotlighting. And then, of course, we talk about certain things or certain aspects that we want to share but we our podcast and our businesses because we have other business ventures together too Mm -hmm. those are separate from our friendship so i think that's what really has helped us stay so consistent and stay so relevant with our podcast because we know okay sometimes we need to stop and focus on the podcast other times you know that's not even at the top of our mind Mm -hmm. um and we've also known each other for a long time so i think at this point like our friendship has evolved to where we can kind of predict each yeah. other yeah. and our moods and how you know an interaction is going to go before the per- the other person even says something so mm-hmm. our chemistry works really well and we try to use that with our guests too I think also too we're not it's not like we're on the podcast talking about our personal business yeah so it's just like you know we can that makes it easier to separate the two whereas with their podcast they were were talking about their personal business in their lives so when you don't have that anymore it just kind of there's goes no away yeah mm-hmm. so needless to say we don't have to worry about y'all having a podcast episode <laughs> <laughs> season seven talking about arguing and going back and forth absolutely about, <laughs> about y'all differences i already told her i told her on twitter if we break up i'm the real new kid period oh my gosh, <laughs> so, <petty. laughs> so that's out there be telling her she can't get rid of me so even if we're not on a podcast i'm still be showing up at her house i'll show up at her parents house i do not care i'll show up everywhere <laughs> at her auntie house wherever at her job, it don't yes. <laughs> now in y'all experience have y'all ever had any differences of uh, on the podcast as far as like one person wants a guest the other person doesn't want that particular Absolutely. guest or yeah. and how do y'all work through those differences <laughs> Uh, sometimes it works itself out (laughs) and we don't really have to, um, like worry about it. But I feel like most times it's just like one of us will just give in and be like, whatever. Um, so (laughs) there have been a couple situations where we've had differences, um, especially from the beginning till now, Mm -hmm. like there used to be three of us that hosted the podcast and Mm -hmm. that, that alone was a completely different situation that we did not see eye to eye on. But when it comes to guests. I think when we talk about it, like, because well, we, we keep a running list of who we want to, you know, who we think might be good for a season. And sometimes we may have to present that rationale. Like, why do you think this person mm-hmm. would be a good fit? And after we say it out loud, we're like, okay, maybe, maybe they won't. Not be a good fit. <laughs> but let's recommend it to somebody else that we know yeah. that, you know, they could be on their show. So mm-hmm. honestly, after we talk through it, most of the time, like she said, it works itself out. It's like a, doing a background check. Like yeah. mm. we'll be like, okay, this person has their own business. Cool. We'll look at their social media and be like, absolutely mm. not. <laughs> we will I not be part of that. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets it gets interesting. Okay, y'all had no scammers on the show or nothing like that, have y'all? Not that we know. Not that we're aware of. Okay. <laughs> Things my change. Times get hard. Hey, my personal information has been safe. So yeah, yeah, I've been good. You know. <laughs> 
And you talked about the you two have different you have business ventures outside of the podcast together. What do those look like? And shout out your own uh, businesses and the things that y'all do. I'm gonna let you take this one. Uh, take okay. It away, so outside of the New Kids podcast, the New Kids LLC is its own brand. So we um, we do joint consulting under that sometimes, but we also have our separate consulting businesses or ventures mm-hmm. different from that. And we've we've evolved the New Kids brand from a couple of different things. Like we initially thought we wanted to do something in publishing because I'm an mm-hmm. author, so we wanted to introduce that aspect. I forgot of about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've looked at like real estate um, mm-hmm. and like. What what else? There was something else. Uh, we did the wine. Oh yeah, we have our own wine. Oh um, damn. Yeah. So we got we got to bring you a bottle. Y'all, I was gonna say I came over empty hand. Yeah, so, so the next time we see, we'll bring we you. We got a you for sure. Um, yeah. So we we put our hand in a couple of different things. Still trying to figure out what direction we want the new kids brand to go under. But of course, the podcast falls under the umbrella of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have my own consulting business. I have G Pencil Consulting. So I work with nonprofits, um, entrepreneurs, and small business owners in the city of Detroit under uh, organizational development, grant writing, and project management. Uh, so I, my clients range from uh, the hooligans to um, Bruce Clifton, who does an organization called Autumn Sun. Um, I work, again, with a lot of nonprofit organizations in the city as well. So, yeah. um, I have a career coaching business or consulting, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I do interview preps, um, resumes. I do... Um, business plans for now um, <laughs> that will likely change soon. Um, I do a bunch of different projects, kind of just a little bit of everything. And then whatever I don't do, she probably does yeah, and vice yeah. versa. <laughs> so we, yeah, just we kinda... bounce clients back and forth. Like yeah, sometimes all the time. they may need something that I'm like, this ain't really my specialty, but Shariah may have it or she may know somebody else who works in that field. And then she may kick someone over to me after she's finished working. Like, hey, I think Jermaine will be really good, you know, in helping you develop X, Y, and Z. And how did both of y'all come, how did you walk down that path to go into the business consulting space in, in that kind of realm? What, and did y'all come to that separately? Did y'all kind of help each other come to it together? Um, It's kind of crazy because a lot of stuff we were working on at the same time, we just didn't know. Yeah. So like we, we met in middle school, but then we didn't like become friends again until after college. So once we became friends again, it's like, oh, we're doing all this kind of stuff. So we just started, you know, bouncing ideas off of each other. And that's when we started like swapping clients and stuff. Um, as far as for me and career coaching, I've watched my mom do it when I was a kid. She used to update everybody's resume. That was always her thing. So I'll just be sitting there being all in her business and now I'll get paid to do it. So, <laughs> so it works out. Yeah, and I think for me, like I've always kind of been in the nonprofit space around my mom and my aunt. They started a nonprofit the year I was born. So that's kind of been my like introduction into developing nonprofits, helping people get from point A to point B. Um, and then I know a lot of entrepreneurs, small business owners who there are resources available to them, but they don't know how to access them or they don't know how to navigate them. So for me, going through like my educational journey and all of the um, opportunities that I was exposed to, I felt like that was my opportunity to reach back to people who didn't have the information but needed it. Dope, very dope. And can y'all talk about the power of podcasting as it relates to some of these small businesses that you all work with? And because we're on Black Fridays, more importantly, black owned businesses, independent businesses, um, the power that podcasting can have or the impact that podcasting can have on their brands, their their business and so forth. 
I think it opens them up to a different area or a different audience. So um, especially people that are maybe just doing like face-to-face -face sales or if they have like a particular product or something that they're selling, I believe that podcasting gives them the opportunity to tell their story. Um, and then I feel like if someone knows their story, they're more likely to do business with that person. So mm -hmm. I think that would be my probably my favorite part about doing um, the new kids is that we give these entrepreneurs the opportunity to tell their story, to start off in the trenches and tell us everything that they did to get out and then to also inspire other entrepreneurs. So I think it's a good um, area of opening up opportunities for different relationships. And I think, honestly, I think for especially a lot of black owned businesses um, or smaller businesses, podcasting or being on a podcast is a unique opportunity for them to market themselves where they might not to have that opportunity in traditional avenues. Like when you think about having to give a pitch or you think about having to network, you know, where are you going to have the opportunity to be broadcast about your business, your service, your product to, you know, however big this episode's audience may be where people are actually listening and they're stationary or they're doing, you know, X, Y, and Z versus you having to, you know, talk to maybe you, you go to a network event and maybe talk to 10 people mm -hmm. or you may have 10 people come up to your table for an eight hour event. Mm -hmm. So I think podcasting has really opened up that lane for people to reach, not just people in their immediate area, but across the world, you know, giving them exposure, access and connecting them with other people who may not even know something like that existed. You know, facts and sticking in the realm of podcasts, I have a technical question for y'all, because in this day and age, it's almost like if you don't record it on video, it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. But y'all are exclusively audio. So why no video? <laughs> Mostly because we do a lot of irresponsible things that probably shouldn't be on camera. Yeah. And like I'm we, normally eating burritos and stuff and doing all kinds of stuff while we're recording. So when we show up to the studio, most of the times we look very crazy. Like we, we look like we've been through. <laughs> we are not prepared to be on video. Um we have explored the idea. We've talked about it with our network producers just to see, you know, what that would potentially look like for us. But that also, like, a lot of our guests are not people who are comfortable on video. Mm -hmm. mm. And that's some of the things that they've expressed to us. Most of the time, a lot of the people that we talk to, this is their first time ever being on a podcast. Yeah. So for them, it's kind of almost like an avenue of public speaking and they get very nervous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for them to not only speak in the mic and deliver whatever it is they're trying to say, but now they have to worry about the video component too. So I think we've been able to get away with it up to this point because a lot of our guests feel more comfortable that we don't have the video aspect mm -hmm. they feel like they can be a little bit more themselves or just you know be a little bit more relaxed in a situation without having to like worry about you know being on camera mm -hmm. and i'm curious as to because i had a conversation um about this not too long ago but as far as like the do you all pay attention to like your podcast numbers your metrics all those type of things and if so how do you like analyze those and, and say like oh we're doing good or we're doing bad like if you could provide more context on that because i feel like in, in this space people don't talk about that enough mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. so you could think you're doing well or you could you could think you're not doing well and you're actually killing it and you know just kind of what's your perspective on diving into numbers analytics and feedback because i know yeah. that y'all also get feedback from mm -hmm. y'all listeners on the show topics people that come on all that type of stuff how do you take that into consideration um we do look at our numbers but i, I we don't dwell on them mm -hmm. yeah i think podcasting at least for me is something that's fun um so i 
I don't want to say I don't care about the numbers, but yeah. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, we want to get the episodes out there. We get good reactions from people and we enjoy doing it. So that's really more of what my focus is. Um, we've done diving into our social media um, analytics to kind of figure out, you know, when should we be posting? Who's actually looking? Where are they from? Um, which obviously most of them are from Detroit, but we do have a couple of um, other places. So it's interesting to see like, what are they looking at? What part of our podcast do they enjoy? Um, and I've also used it as like a tool to connect with other shows. So like mm -hmm. I, there was a show called Pilot Talk. I don't know if they're still uh, doing podcasts, but they're from like Baltimore, I think. And they mm -hmm. were talking about how much they love listening to the Detroit stuff. And I was just like, oh, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> but that was all from just social media. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think so I think I pay attention to our metric a little bit more because um, when we start thinking about revenue, like if we want to do sponsorships or ads, they care, they want to know about our metrics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then for us, it also gives us an idea of what guests our audience really appreciate or really like, mm -hmm. because we have some guests where we don't, we think it's just going to be a normal episode and it takes off and yeah. we think it's a chaotic mess. And our listeners are yeah. like, Oh my God, this guest was so great. And we look at the numbers and we can see how, big the episode took off versus mm -hmm. somebody that we think would be an excellent guest or excellent show and it didn't really do what we expected yeah all right last but not least um definitely got to know where do you all see yourselves in the future as far as podcast goes business-wise let us know what you see in your crystal ball and we love to be able to put it out there and see it come back millionaires yeah <laughs> we always joke about like we're gonna be rich together yeah. Um, like a little though, video, we're gonna be rich together. But I only got eight dollars. <laughs> um, I feel like, of course, our voice will be even stronger than what it is now. Our goal with the podcast was to take other people's product, service, voices, and elevate them. And we've seen that with our guests, where they where they started versus where they are now mm -hmm. has grown exponentially. So as we continue to develop our brand as a whole and the podcast over the next couple of years, I definitely see us taking it to new heights. Um, hopefully to new platforms too dope agreed nice nice well i think that in our uh first time i met you all you are over 70 episodes in and i think we talked yeah. about like the average podcast doesn't even get past 30 so y'all been doing the damn thing been at it for Thank a very you. long time so what definitely want to wish you well wishes moving forward with the show i know that it's only going to get bigger and, and better from here as you all continue to pour into it and uh you know maintain the genuineness that you bring to the show so i appreciate y'all coming on the black fridays thank you thank for you for sure. having us yes thank you for having us absolutely so everybody watching i'll tap in with y'all soon peace